On this week's episode of Making the Call, we start off talking about Rosie's redraft fantasy rankings. We go through the quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. Everyone is drafting right now. You either have drafts coming up or maybe you just recently drafted. So Rosie's going to share his thoughts on how all these players shake out in his rankings for redraft PPR. So that is the first bit of the podcast. And then, of course, we wrap up our NFL preview uh podcast here at making the call so we are wrapping up that coverage we have two divisions left the nfc south and the afc south and so we talk about those two divisions talk about who we think is going to win it fantasy players to watch our favorite bets regarding those teams and just kind of big questions just big questions revolving around those eight teams within those two divisions Uh, the biggest things that we're looking forward to see how they're going to shake out here in this 2022 season uh, it was a great podcast, a lot of great discussion. I really hope you tuned in on Twitch. Uh, there was some crazy stuff that happened there. But even if you're just listening to it as a podcast, it's a great episode in store for you. And it's all coming up right after this. All right. To wrap up our NFL coverage for the month of August, uh, we're going to be covering the NFC and the AFC South divisions. But before we get to that, uh, so we've got Rosie and Trent here with me this week. And Rosie, of course, being our fantasy guy, um, we've got updated rankings from you. And you've actually got some, I believe, redraft rankings. Um, So we're going to go through that to start off before we get into the division previews for this podcast. Rosie, do you just want to kind of take it away, talk about like, you know, kind of the details of these rankings and and then you can run through them and then Trent and I can tell you where you're wrong? Yeah, that's perfect. Put your uh, nerd glasses on. We're going through rankings. Uh, these are PPR redraft league rankings. Let's start with the quarterback. Uh, if you're on Twitch, I have them pulled up. So go check that out. Yeah, you should, think, be, you should be following along on twitch.tv slash making the call. Always. I think you're going to post these at Twitter, right? After yeah. this? Yeah, we'll post these with the podcast. All right. Coming at number one. At quarterback, Josh Allen. So is this where we're going to start fighting? Nope. No. Yeah, I'm good give us, that. All right. Give all right. I'm go, I'll go. I'll go. Give us a top five. Uh, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Okay. Tom Brady at three. I just Over think Patrick Mahomes. Explode this year. And Mahomes losing Tyreek. That's just, that's enough for him to get put below Brady. I think Brady finished above him too last year. Okay, so we're going to and we're going to talk about this more when we get into talking about the NFC South, but are you at all concerned about the injuries on the offensive line and with the receivers in Tampa Bay? I think if it's one guy that I'm not worried about with offensive line injuries is Tom Brady. He can get the ball out fast and he has great receivers, so I don't I really don't think it's going to be a problem. Okay. I just, I think we lost Trent by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I just texted him. Uh, I I think we, I think we did as well. Um, So I don't know. I mean, well, yeah, we'll get into it. I, to me, I think the offensive line thing scares me. Um, And I just, I, I don't know. I, I think you would need a more perfect situation to put Brady over Mahomes than fantasy, but that's just my thought. And Trent, I think you're back. 
Yeah, sorry, I'm, my internet's been. You know what? <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm, I didn't hear anything, but I'm assuming Andrew was saying that Tom Brady was too high because he is. Yeah, I uh, said injuries on the offensive line. I don't. I wouldn't put him at three. Okay. Well, yep. I'm. I'm with Andrew on that. I was going to bring up the offensive line as well, and the. I mean, he's got Mike Evans, but. Chris Godwin's probably not going to be healthy opening up camp. He lost Gronk. So losing weapons, getting older. I don't think you can put him at three. He's top 10 still, but I will just keep, I'll, I'll let you know which quarterback I'd put above him once we get there. So at number six, we got Russell Wilson, Trey Lance, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Matthew Stafford. Hmm. Okay. Now, I don't know. I, we both Trent and I thought that Brady was too high, but I think you got, I think personally, I think you got the top five, right? I think it's just squabble over the specific order. Um, six through 10. So Russ, Trey Lance, Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Stafford. Personally, I love that you left Kyler Murray out of the top 10. I think that was a great call by you. Thank you. Yeah. Trent, Trent six through 10 thoughts. Um, I haven't seen it from Trey Lance yet. I would swap Joe Burrow with Tom Brady. I think the Bengals offense is elite and they actually got some linemen this year. So I think he's going to pop off uh, and old Tommy boy doesn't have a line and he's never not had a line. So we'll see what happens. That's not true. He's had a pretty bad offensive line um, and his offensive line right now isn't bad. Uh, he still has a couple Who? Tom Brady. Well, they're all hurt. Uh, I think two of them are hurt and that's, that's half 40%. <laughs> I think that the offensive line would have to be catastrophic for it to affect Tom Brady in any way, in my opinion. Um, so I've here, I've got it written down. Um, so center Ryan Jensen is out for the season. Guard right. Aaron Stinney is out for the season. And tackle Tristan Wirfs is currently dealing with an oblique injury. Okay, I didn't know about the worst thing. I, I think he should be fine, though, because... Yeah, an oblique isn't important. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Yeah, I just... So, Trent, you think you think Brady should be out of the top five? I do, I, and I would replace him with... I wouldn't swap places. I'd probably put Brady at seven, and I'd put Burrow in... Burrow up in the top five. Probably ahead of Lamar, but behind Josh Allen. Hmm. Interesting. Now, okay, so Rosie, talk me through. Well, actually, I guess never mind. I thought I thought Jalen Hurts finished higher last year. I guess he was quarterback nine, which is exactly where you have him. A game, maybe maybe two. Yeah, he missed two. I mean, he missed one game in terms of fantasy. He played fifteen. Right. I I think that he is good enough to be good for fantasy. I'm still worried about his passing ability. But honestly, all of these top 10 guys, I'd be fine with having. I, I think they're all really good. And so if you can wait to draft these guys till like the later rounds, like Trey Lance or Joe Burrow, well, maybe Joe Burrow is going a little bit earlier, but Jalen Hurts also, I'd be 
a-okay with that i think jalen hurts is going to be a dark horse this year people were, people were people were expecting philly to take a quarterback in this year's draft because like jalen hurts isn't the guy but I, he's fine he, he might not win him a super bowl but he'll win him games yeah in terms of fantasy i mean and he's just he's gonna have that rushing upside every yep. week I mean, he ran for 784 yards last year with 10 rushing touchdowns. Like, that's <laughs> that's pretty nuts right there. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I guess he was quarterback nine last year. I don't know. It's the top ten. There's not a lot. I don't, there's not a lot that I would change. Um, I think that the quarterbacks are so deep right now in the NFL like we're going to get into it, but like you could have the, like, and we're only going to go through like the top 14 or 15 and uh, not all the way through, but like you have Matt Ryan as your 17th ranked quarterback. And like, if you just decided I'm not going to draft a quarterback and I'm just going to like, you know, get Matt Ryan at the end of the draft, like you're probably getting what, at least on average 20 points a week, Matt Ryan in the Colts offense. No, maybe no. I did that in my guillotine league with uh, 18 teams. So, yeah, but that was, I mean, that was last year with, I mean, pretty much just had Kyle Pitts in a bad offensive line. Right. Yeah. He, he should be okay this year. I, I really yeah. think that once you get past, I guess, Matt Ryan. The QBs get really, really rough, and but even after him, you've got guys like Trevor Lawrence who, like Trevor Lawrence, could they take got the a next shot. step this year. Doug Peterson as his coach over Urban Meyer. I mean, that deserves a bump. Um, you have Jameis Winston at twenty fifth. Like, can you see a world where Jameis Winston, with like a revamped Saints team, is a top fifteen quarterback in fantasy? For no. sure. Oh come on. I mean, he was on his way to do that before he tore his ACL. So. Because he had week one had six touchdowns or whatever. Yeah, he still did, didn't he? He was on pace for <laughs> he was on pace for what kind of season? Like it was. <laughs> also, Daniel Jones at twenty. I feel like all right, all right, all right, all right. Now we've gone too far. Um, give us give us your eleven through fifteen real quick. All right, uh, at eleven we got Kyler Murray, Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott. So you put Kirk Cousins ahead of Dak Prescott. That happened today because of the news. Okay, so the news to, I mean, I'm, I'm sure the listeners know about it, but Tyron Smith, um, not just a hamstring injury, his hamstring tendon disconnected from his knee. Dear so Lord. he's <laughs> having surgery on Friday morning to repair that and, they say right now, best case scenario is he comes back in December. Um, I feel confidently saying he's out for the season. He's not coming back. And he that he honestly might be done playing football. Like this might be the injury that makes him retire. Um, I would. He probably should at this point. Yeah. yeah. It's been bad. Well, he had a quote. It was like either during this offseason or maybe it was last year where he it was about like injuries and retirement. And he was like, you know, I want to play football, you know, as long as I can, but with injuries, if, if I feel like the wheels have fallen off, then, then I'll know that it's time. And I think when your hamstring disconnects from your knee, that, that might, that's your wheel. <laughs> yeah, your wheel has, 
literally fallen off. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I don't like you putting Dak behind Kirk for reasons that have been discussed on the podcast, but from the Tyron Smith injury and the state of the rest of the offensive line and your weapons to start are CD lamb and a third round rookie wide receiver. I get it. Yep. Like, especially with how high everyone is me included on Justin, Justin Jefferson. Like I get it. Yeah. And with Kirk cousins, they're going to pass a whole lot more. So yeah, I don't think you have to feel bad about this one. <laughs> I, I still think Dak's too high. Of course you uh, do. I just, I, you would I take Ryan Tannehill to play. Ryan Tannehill with Traylon Burks and Robert Woods. I didn't Woods. say that. But there's okay. there's there's quarterbacks under there that I'd take over Dak. All right, name them. Daniel Jones. All right. <laughs> I love it. Sometimes he's going to go too far, man. He's going to have a better year this year in the NFC East than Dak is. Better year, like, okay, give me, like, a qualifier. like Record-wise. We're talking about fantasy. Is he going to have a better fantasy year? Like, more total fantasy points or more fantasy points per game? Making the call. Come on, Trent. Mm. I'm going to say no. Oh, boo. Just because... Dak has because nobody he fumbled else on his team. a dozen times a season because he's probably going to get benched halfway through the season. No, he won't. I really who? don't. Eli Tyrod Manning Taylor. coming out of retirement. Tyrod Taylor's there. All right, come on. Okay, well, he's been getting first team reps. So the best thing to ever happen to the San Diego Chargers was a trainer almost killed Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> yeah, that's like Basically. you sit here, you sit and think about it. That's just that's nuts to me. That's why Anthony Anthony Lynn doesn't have a job. Well, he does. He's like a, isn't he like a passing game coordinator somewhere? He he's he works for some team. I think I'm gonna look it up. But no, you're absolutely right. That's like the that's a great like sliding door moment in the in like recent NFL is if Tyrod Taylor doesn't have his lung punctured by the team doctor. Is Anthony Lynn, you know, does Justin Herbert ever play that season? And is Anthony Lynn fired? And do they hire Brandon Staley? Like, hmm. yeah, Craziness. I don't know. Yeah. So, okay. So you're not. So you're not gonna. You're not gonna make the call that Daniel Jones is gonna have a better fantasy season. No. All right. Good. I'm proud of you. Hey, you're right. Uh, or I was, I was right. Anthony Lynn is actually the offensive coordinator for your Detroit Lions. No, he's not. That was That's last year. What it says? Tw- it says, oh, 2021 to 2022. Okay, so he got yeah, fired. he got fired because he was really okay. bad. So what is he doing right now? He's currently an assistant head coach and running backs coach for the 49ers. Okay. Uh, okay. Go. All right. Uh, you want to go to running backs? I'd love to. Let's do it. All right. So give us a uh, top five. Okay. At number one, we got CMC, Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry, 
Joe Mixon, DeAndre Swift. Wow. Um, okay, I think, I think for the sake of making this, well, see, I don't know, because I was going to say, go ahead and give us your 6 through 10, because there's guys in your 6 through 10 that I feel like should replace guys in the top five. But then when I'm looking at 11 through 15, I kind of, I feel very strongly the same way. So I don't know the best way to do this. Um, just scrap it. This list is <laughs> All right, I'm gonna. <laughs> Sorry, we'll leave that live on Twitch. <laughs> well, yeah, I can't, I, I can't do anything about that. All right, where's um, the problem? Where's the problem, boys? Um, um, you know, go ahead, Trent. Let's see. We got. Um, I'll start at the bottom. Antonio Gibson's on the list. It kind of. It was supposed to be top twenty-five, and then. Well, he's after Josh Jacobs, so he's not really on the list. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then let me just rattle through the whole thing then. Yeah, Um, yeah, rattle through the whole thing, and then I'll tell you where I got issues. So at six, we got Cam Cam Akers, Javante Williams, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Austin Eckler, Aaron Jones, J.K. Dobbins, Nick Chubb, Najee Harris, Saquon Barkley, Leonard Fournette, Miles Sanders, Elijah Mitchell, David Montgomery, James Conner, Zeke, Pollard, Damian Harris, Brees Hall, Josh Jacobs, and I guess Gibson. I should probably take him completely off. <laughs> Rest in peace. Fly high. <laughs> okay. Trent, do you want to go first? Um, I got problems with I, I Joe Mixon at four. Never has he ever been. Uh, actually, last year he was three. So, okay, but you're average it out. Average it out. He's probably twelve. I think uh, that he could have a better season than last year because he has a better offensive line, better offense. Uh, Javante Williams is still going to split carries to start the year. Towards the end, he he could be a league winner because towards the end of the year, I think he's going to take over. But I think as far as a whole year goes, he should not be at seven. Cam Akers. Fumbled the ball a lot in the playoffs when he came back. Dalvin Cook at nine is insulting. Aaron Jones is too high. He won't even be the starter at the end of the year. Um, Najee okay, and Saquon. On, don't, don't take don't take all of them. Okay. <laughs> yes, well, Dalvin, I, Dalvin one Cook. That at, I would like to address is yeah. Go ahead, Javante, because I think that we're going to see a lot of similarities between Javante and Jonathan Taylor. Because you could have said the same thing about Jonathan Taylor last year. He was being drafted around this spot, and it was like, oh, yeah, he's really good, but Naheem Hines is there, and he's going to take carries, and he's going to get the passing Except downward. last year, Melvin Gordon and, and Javante Williams literally had the exact same number of carries. They legitimately split the backfield. Well, it's a new coaching staff now and they said that Javante is the guy they let Melvin Gordon walk and test free agency and then brought him back for peanuts so I think Melvin Gordon's definitely going to be there he's going to probably be a 30% carrier with Javante but it's not going to be 50-50 like last year okay so 70-30 by the end of the year but it'll be 50-50 at the start 
All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna be the Chargers team doctor and and I'm gonna treat this take like Tyrod Taylor's lung and just poke holes in it. Um, <laughs> Javante Williams is not going to have. <laughs> Look who decided to show up straight from the labor room. Austin Young okay. hops in, hops into the uh, Discord. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he made it. Um, we always say to join us on Twitch, and the reason why is because you never know what's going to happen. And <laughs> yeah, right now Austin is currently sitting in the delivery room. His wife, oh, he just left. His wife is about to give birth to their second, their second child, um, and he decided to join and just say hello. Um, he doesn't have his audio, but because um, he's not in our audio platform. But oh my gosh, this is amazing. Just smile and wave, boys. Smile and wave. Historic moment for making he the says, call. He says he's dedicated. Austin, I, I'm i very impressed. Also, Me too. very happy for you. Say hi Congrats. to Kaylee. And don't forget to tell her to push. Whoa, dude, that's too far. What? I don't know. That got real graphic real quick. <laughs> You're just, uh, you have the 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 game of thrones scene still in your mind from this week. i so, yeah. i walked out of the room oh holy I, crap <laughs> i will I never watch that scene again i will never watch that scene that was again. terrifying man. austin never... austin we love you kaylee we love you yes oh, we love both of you haven't so glad you're okay kaylee <laughs> trent <laughs> All right, let's move on. Um, <laughs> oh man! <laughs> um, so Javante Williams um, is not going to have a Jonathan Taylor type season because Jonathan Taylor had a historic usage rate in the red zone because they literally did not trust Carson Wentz to throw the ball once they got to the twenty, and the amount of times they handed the ball off to Jonathan Taylor in the red zone was a pace that we had like never seen before in the NFL. And Russell Wilson is not Carson Wentz. <laughs> Austin's showing us where his kid's going to come from. Well, he's showing us the bed. <laughs> he's showing us the bed, the kid. Phrasing. He's showing us the bed in which the kid is going to be. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, I, don't, I don't even know. What were we talking about? <laughs> We just got hijacked. <laughs> yeah, in the in the best way. <laughs> um, I just yeah, Javante Williams. I think you, I think you're like you're wanting this breakout season, but you're ignoring the fact that they have a veteran running back that is going to steal carries, just like Tony Pollard and Zeke. Like, I don't know. Well, I mean, the Colts' offense wasn't super great so i i think that the broncos are going to do a lot better than the colts did last year so yeah maybe won't get as many um goal line touches as jonathan taylor but beyond a better offense that will be better and i got jonathan taylor ranked above javante so okay um yeah but russell wilson likes to throw the ball on the one yard line so could go to javante i don't know he's a good pass catcher (laughs) Alex is not going to like that comment. Sorry, buddy. Okay. 
And I don't know. Rosie, having Najee Harris 14, how – what? What? Explain yourself, sir. He is the end of a tier of good running backs, in my opinion. But it's just – You're in his rookie season. What did he finish as? Uh, RB3. Oh. PPR. Huh. So 10 spots ahead? 11. Well, you have him 13. No, you have him uh, 14. No, 14. Sorry. So 11 spots ahead. Yeah. I just don't think that he showed all that much last year. Not a lot of explosive plays. This offensive line hasn't gotten better. And the only reason why he was number three was because of his pass catching. And I expect that to go way down. Way down. Um, so I'd be fine was, with him as my RB1, but there's a lot of other guys that I think have more upside. He was running back four in standard leagues. So if you take the pass catching out of it. Well, I, he's still catching passes and running on, on those. And they talked about well, yeah, limiting he had, his touches. He had, 400, he had 400 receiving yards. He had 1,200 mm-hmm. rushing yards. Yeah, I, I expect a lot of those receiving yards to go away. Um, I, I don't understand how you can have Javante Williams seven spots ahead of Najee when last year Najee was running back three in PPR, which is what these rankings are. And Javante was, let's see, he was running back 17. I, hey, I, I mean, I, it, it, I think it's a boldly go where no rankings. man has gone. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that this would be a big issue. It's just I can't put him a guys that above guys that I think are better than him, and probably you can't put in him ahead situations. of J.K. Dobbins. No, if with these Gus are, Edwards wait, hurt, these are PPR rankings, and you have Nick Chubb ahead of him. Nick, Nick Chubb doesn't catch passes. Yeah, I don't think Najee's going to either. I. You don't have any. You don't have any reason to think that. Well, Trubisky doesn't throw to his running back all that often. I think Montgomery had like around forty catches a season. You have to. We've only seen. I'm not like a Trubisky truther, but we've only seen him with Matt Nagy. Like he's going to have Najee Harris and Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool and. George Pickens and Pat Fryermuth, like that's what I'm saying. I think he's going to throw to those guys because they're better options. You're not going to get those third and fifteen dump off screens to Najee like he got last year, and he so, got a lot of those. So by that by that same logic, is Austin Eckler just not going to catch passes because like they have Keenan Allen and they have Mike Williams and they have all these weapons? And well, you're talking about. Eckler, who's probably behind CMC, the best pass-catching running back in the NFL, and Najee, who just does it on the side and doesn't really create a whole lot when he does. So Eckler's going to get his pass-catching. Have you ever watched Dalvin Cook play football? I feel like nine's a good ranking. I see him injured a lot is what I see. He always tears up his shoulder, so that's that's what's worrying me. Um, And... He's going to catch passes more than he did last year. I'm just worried about that whole offense for him, that he's not going to be the future guy anymore. 
Like it's going to be the Kirk Cousins show. I just like I don't I don't I don't know, dude. I don't think these offenses are like as binary as you're making them out to be. Like there's there's a lot there's a lot of food on the table for all these offensive players and all these systems. Well, that's like, why they're ranked where they are. Uh, I'm just giving you the negative two year positive, I guess. And so, all right. Well, when we look, like Alvin Cook is still at nine. When we look up at the end of the year and Najee Harris is top five running back again, we're going to come back to this. All right. Um, like James Connors too low too. I agree. Yeah, just because of his touchdown totals that he's going to have, because they have no other running option. You know Benjamin, okay, whatever. But it's and he's one of the he's one of the few like true three down backs in the NFL. Like there's no one, yeah, there's no one else competing for carries. You you but say that now, but there's all someone always. I'll, be, I'll I'll still be saying it in six months. I can promise you that. I think that we were for, for James Conner. He just scares me. Uh, if he did get all the work, then yeah, he'd be higher than this for sure. He was one of the worst running backs running the ball last year. I think he had like 3.8 yards per carry. He just didn't know it because he was rush, rushing a whole bunch of touchdowns. He's not going to do that again. And he still has an injury history. He's only had one healthy season before last year. And he was left for dead by the Steelers. So I think that everybody's forgetting about that. And it's, it should be a big concern for him. Well, didn't they, didn't they move on from him? Because he had like, didn't he have, I, I might be confusing him with someone else, but didn't he have like cancer? Um, uh, I don't I think, think he did. so. He might've had, that's why like he a, missed like a lot of time. I'm looking it up. I'm pretty sure. Oh, he uh, he had stage two Hodgkin's lymphoma, a blood mm. cancer that affects the immune system. So that was kind of a lot of his story in Pittsburgh after that big season he had. But like, okay, so last year, so some stats on James Conner. So, you know, they started off with like Chase Edmonds in that backfield. And then like halfway through the season, James Conner took over. From week nine on, Conner averaged 15 carries and five targets per game. Which and then he averaged in half PPR, he averaged twenty one point four points per game, which was second only to Jonathan Taylor. And then he had sixteen rush attempts inside the five yard line last year, which ranked second only to Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, I mean we, it was. Really we did our homework. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew just pulled up just now. <laughs> he procrastinated. Still got. Hey, I pulled though. it. Up. I pulled it up. It's all that matters. <laughs> It, okay, it was kind so, of weird last year because Chase Edmonds, they, they swapped roles, him and Chase Edmonds. Edmonds was way better on the ground, and James Conner was way better in the passing game. It was very weird. Yeah, I I don't know. I think if I had to rank your three biggest kind of like the, the three biggest discrepancies in your rankings based on what I would do, it's Najee Harris at 14 would be number one. Um, James Conner at 20 would be number two. And then I'm torn between Dalvin Cook at nine and Saquon Barkley at 15. Because I think, and I mean, 
just like Christian McCaffrey, it comes down to health and it comes down to injuries. But if there's another running back that like has the talent and the skill set to put on like a Christian McCaffrey type season, I think it's Saquon. He's definitely a sleeper. Um, it, it's so hard just because if you had said that last year, he would have busted for you. And he was going higher than where I. Well, have I know him if you would have now. said that about Christian McCaffrey last year, he would have busted for you. Like it's. Yeah, exactly, and so it's just difficult to. Saquon has a bigger injury history than CMC does, and honestly, what? We haven't seen... Wait, say yeah. what you just said again. <laughs> Saquon has a bigger injury history than CMC does. That, that's not a bold statement. Hmm. And we haven't seen Saquon do the kind of things that he did when he was a rookie. We haven't seen CMC do it either. Maybe for two Yeah, we have. Yeah, and he no, scores over 25 fantasy points a game still. So that's what I'm saying. Like, he's still good. You see him, he, he just gets hurt. Saquon, you don't even know if he's good anymore. And he's playing behind a bad offensive line on a bad team. And McCaffrey, so, McCaffrey has this, you know, glorious offensive line. It's probably better than the Giants right now. Um, it's just we've seen it with CMC and we have it with Saquon. Even last year. Okay. We need to move Trent, on to wide receivers. Hold on. Trent, I want to make a bet with y'all because you can argue over where, like, I have guys lower down that should be higher up. Let's make a bet right now. Javante guaranteed will finish higher than Najee Harris. How much are we betting? We need to have like a special making the call bet, like something that we bet every time. But like, Dude, for I now, just I just had my student loans forgiven. How much you want to bet? Let's just let's get crazy with it. <laughs> Ten thousand dollars. <laughs> what do you uh, want? To do? Five bucks? Ten bucks? Twenty? Let's do twenty. Twenty sounds good. Okay, Trent, are you in on this? No. Okay. Boo. All right, so 20 bucks. I mean, this. I I came No, no, no. That's not what this I came right out and said Javante's going to start splitting and by the end he's going to take over. So Okay. Separate I, bet, bet with you then. Javante will finish above Dalvin Cook. I'll take that bet. All right, so 20 and, bucks on that one, 20 bucks on the on the Najee one. Any day of the week and even the Mormon days. <laughs> it's total finish, though. What does that even mean? Not total points fancy per game. points. Yeah, total fancy points at the end. Okay. In PPR. Yep. Okay. All right. Wide receiver rankings. Uh, run through your run through your top twenty-five real quick, and I think there will be less less griping about this than the running backs. So, number one, we have Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb, Stephon Diggs, Chris Godwin, Jamar Chase, Mike Evans, Debo, Michael Pittman. Debo, here. So, Debo is through the top 10. So, that's the top 10. Yes. All right. So, Michael Pittman starts off at 11. And then T. Higgins, D.J. Moore, Jalen Waddell, Tyreek Hill, Jerry Judy, Keenan Allen, Gabe Davis, The Man, Brandon Ayuk, Rashad Bateman at 20. And then Amon Ra, Brandon Cook, Samari Cooper, Kadarius, Tony, Robert Woods. 
Hmm. Okay. Um. Let's see. I think you should have Stefan Diggs over AJ Brown. Swap. Is Chris Godwin too high? That's probably. I think Chris Godwin is too high. You have him ahead of Jamar Chase. Is Chris Godwin healthy? That's the question you should ask. Yeah. Uh, and if he's healthy, by he's all right accounts, he, he is. He's right where he needs to be. Then. I, I have no all... problem. I have no problem with this list, except I think AJ Brown's a little too high, just because I don't think that that's a pass offense. I would also. I, I would. I mean, it's. I, I'd probably still have him in the top. I'd still have him in the top ten, probably. But I think four is too high for him. But I have I no wanna, problem with anything else. Literally, this this list is fine. I want to put AJ Brown a lot lower. I just couldn't do it, just because he's always been in a run heavy offense. So nothing is changing there. And yeah. every time he's on the field, he's just incredible. He's one of the best receivers in the NFL. So I. I can't put him below five on this list. I think the most interesting pick on this list that I'm looking at is Gabe Davis at 18. Just because he's wide receiver two. But I mean. This is probably going to be one of the best offenses we've ever seen. Yeah, I I mean, I get that. With the Bills. Yeah. I just think it's interesting. I think it's interesting how you have him top 20 before you have. Okay. Yeah, there's not a lot that I would pick out on this list. Yeah, I'm trying really hard to. That's why I'm picking get picking on Gabe Davis. Oh, oh, I thought I just thought of one. Just to make um, podcast content. You don't have Mike Williams in your top twenty five. Yeah, I definitely thought about that. I initially I had Keenan Allen. I would absolutely higher. put him over Amari Cooper, Kadarius Tony. I don't know about mm, probably Robert Woods. Yeah, I, I had Keenan Allen above DJ Moore at 13 initially. And then I was like, I don't know if Keenan Allen or Mike Williams is going to be the number one. I think it's going to be Keenan I Allen. But I, I think it does. Whoever last, year, Keenan targets. Allen, last year, Keenan Allen was wide receiver 10 and Mike Williams was wide receiver 12. Right. Like, that offense produced two wide receiver ones. That's that's definitely true. It's just, I think Josh Palmer is going to take a step forward. I, I really like him. You didn't really see him a whole lot last year, but when you did, he was really good. And Josh Palmer and Mike Williams just kind of, one of them is going to do really well. And I can't justify putting Palmer up here, even though I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. I think I think that's probably my biggest gripe with this. I mean, I think the list itself is is good. But I think Mike Williams needs to be in the top 25. What about Cortland Sutton? Terry McLaurin? Uh, I mean, Terry McLaurin is a good one. Um, He's probably 26. Yeah. Yeah, it's just hard. Like, there's a lot of good wide receivers in the league. There are. And the, the, the reports coming out of Washington are not very good. Yeah. As far as Carson Wentz goes. And it's getting really crowded there, too. (laughs) Yeah. Jahan Dotson's been doing well. I don't think he's going to do much, but he's going to take away from Terry. And Curtis Samuel is actually healthy now. So, Hmm. Okay. Um, Yeah, I don't really have anything else on this list. I think, yeah, I think for the most part it was really good. Uh, Tight ends. 
You just real. have your top 10. Because um, nothing else matters above yeah, tight end five, run five as you said. Yes. All right. Number one, we got Kelsey, Pitts, Andrews, Waller, Kittle, Knox, Hawkinson, Dalton Schultz, Tyler Higby, Zach Ertz, and Joku. That was 11. Anybody else, Trent? <laughs> no, that's that, that's I meant. I so I'll just go right because since I just added that as you were reading the list, I'm really interested to see what he does in Cleveland because Jacoby Brissett historically has been has thrown the ball to his tight end more than any other quarterback in the league. So I think he he deserves to be on this list. I I mean he hasn't shown anything to make him higher than any of the guys you have on there, but I just kind of wanted to mention him. He is definitely on that 10 to 20 could break out list for sure. Yeah. Um, I would have Waller at two if he wasn't hurt right now. And his injury really scares me because it's a hamstring. It's been going on for a while. And so, I don't know. Here's, I think talent-wise he's better than all these guys. But Here's, here's my thing about Waller, though, is – is Devontae Adams not going to take all of his targets? Because last year it was throw the ball to Waller and Hunter Renfro. When he was healthy. When he was healthy. Whenever he figure out the rest. I think to be a top five tight end, you have to be one or two in um, targets on your And I think Waller, if he's two, then that's fine. Yeah, you're probably right about that. Um, I think that, and I, 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 I want to say that I'm not saying this in terms of Let's bias, but oh, I think Dalton, the boys I come. Think, I think Dalton Schultz should be for this year. For this isn't dynasty for this year. I think Dalton Schultz should be ahead of Hawkinson, Knox, and you could make a case for Kittle. I can see it. It's just I can't. Talent wise, he's worse than all these guys. No, I know, in but my I opinion. don't care about that. I care about fantasy production. Right. And, and on that alone, is, that's why I have him at eight. But okay, so my thing is last year, Dalton Schultz was tight end three in PPR leagues, Kittle was four. And Dalton Schultz got a franchise tag. He didn't get a long term contract, so he's in a contract year. So don't you think that he's going to want to have a, a season equal to or better? than last season in order to get paid somewhere else? No, I don't think he wants that. I think he wants to uh, get paid chump change. But you see what I'm saying? Like, I just... I mean, I would if I was him. I've had... I don't know, dude. I've had Kittle in fantasy, and he's one of the most frustrating players to have on your team. Because... You'll be what you'll be like, you know, you'll be flipping through the red zone or the Sunday ticket channels and you'll flip over to the Niners and they'll go drives and drives without ever featuring him. And it's because he's George Kittle is probably the best, like pure tight end in the NFL in terms of his blocking ability, his pass catching ability, his playmaking ability. But I think because they still utilize him so heavily in the blocking game, like if you go back and you look at his game log from last year, you'll see like, oh, he had you know, 39 points one week. And then he had two points the week before that. And he's like, it's a very much a boom or bust situation with him. 
And I think Don Schultz is just a little bit more consistent. You might not get those 40 point games like you get from Kittle, but you're going to get a more consistent 15 to 20 point games. Yeah. I, I just see the Cowboys taking a really big step back on offense. Where you a step back from being the number one offense in the NFL last year. What? They the number one offense? Mm-hmm. Well, that's why Schultz was number three then. They had I the, just don't see that happening again. They were number one in points per game. Look that is up. really hard to believe. I, I, I believe you, but so uh, last year Kittle so was... I heard a stat about that. Like the last five teams to be the number one offense, three of the last five, their quarterback has won the MVP. It was like the Packers one year, uh, the Chiefs, and it might have been Brady's Bucks when they won the Super Bowl. And then the, the Cowboys were one of the two that obviously Dak didn't win the MVP. But yeah, they were the number one offense last year in points per game. That's it crazy. Was points per game, and I think it also might have been total yards maybe i don't know but yeah um so i mean yeah they'll definitely take a step step back from being number one um but i still think you look at their options there's not a whole lot of other mouths to feed in that passing game so and with a bad offensive line they're going to be passing they're not going to be running the ball he's going to be more consistent than a guy like kittle for sure, but you're talking about 10 PPR points a game, maybe. And oh, he did I'd so rather much go with Kittle. That last year. I know, but that's with the number one offensive outputting. Yes, but you're losing Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup. And so it's going to be don't act like Amari Cooper did anything. He took targets and yards away, like three a game. No, it was more than that. No, it wasn't. I had Amari Cooper last year. It was stupid. That's stupid. <laughs> Amari Cooper had... See, last year in Dallas, he had 103 targets in 15 games. 865 receiving yards. So, anyways. Um, so, yeah, those are Rosie's rankings. We're going to post some... Uh, one more comment. Okay. Isaiah likely is going to eat into Mark Andrews' targets. That dude is likely. <laughs> Dad joke early, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I think I think the two can coexist. I think you saw Nick Boyle eat into Mark Andrews' targets two years ago. And that was, I mean, Andrews is still a top five tight end for sure. But he needs to be the only guy there, in my opinion, with that offense. Okay. We'll see. I mean, I think they can easily run a lot of power sets, two tight end sets. And especially with their receiving courts, pretty much just Rashad Bateman right now. Yep. So why can't they use Mark Andrews and line him up out wide like the Falcons do with Kyle Pitts and keep, you know, likely, you know, in line or whatever. But, um, but yeah, so those are Rosie's rankings. Uh, we're going to post them on Twitter. Uh, let us know your thoughts. Let us know where you think Rosie was right or wrong. Um, let's get that discussion going. Let's move on to the division preview. So we've just got two left. Uh, we've covered the East, North, and West. Now we're going down South. Talk about the AFC and the NFC South. For the AFC, uh, last year it was Tennessee winning the division. 
uh, and getting a one seed at 12 and five. And then the next three all missed the playoffs, the Colts at nine and eight, Houston at four and 13, Jacksonville three and 14. Um, so we're structuring it a little bit different uh, this week, guys. So we've got our notable arrivals and departures. And then I've got one big question for each of these teams that I want to hear uh, y'all's thoughts on. So we'll start with the Titans. We'll start with Rosie's, um, Rosie's boy, Ryan Tannehill. So notable arrivals, wide receiver Robert Woods, tight end Austin Hooper, uh, and then rookies, wide receiver Traylon Burks, cornerback Roger McCreary, uh, tackle Nicholas Petit Freire, and then quarterback Malik Willis. And then their notable departures, of course, wide receiver A.J. Brown and wide receiver Julio Jones. Um, I'll preface this question by saying that I'm really down on the Titans going into the season. So my question is, will the Titans have the biggest swing from last year, because I could see them going from having the one seed to having a losing, a losing record. So you're looking at at least eight and nine in this new 17 game season. No. Wait, are you talking just the division or entirely? No, I think, I think they could have one of the biggest swings in the entire league. Uh, No, they won't. Okay. Do you think they still make the playoffs? No. Okay. I don't know. I think going from one seed to missing the playoffs is pretty substantial. Not in the AFC. Yeah. Okay. So, but, okay. So do we all, do we all think that the Titans miss the playoffs or Rosie? You think, Oh no, it'll be fine. No, I think it'll be fine. You think they win the division? Yes. Why? I don't think Matt Ryan is going to make the difference that a lot of Colts fanatics think that he mm, will. Interesting. You don't think so, huh? No. Just because what? Because <laughs> he's, he's old. Sorry, couldn't get to the mute button. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. He's old. You're a, a Carson you. Wentz truther. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, bless you. Well, Carson Wentz wasn't great last year, but he wasn't awful. That's kind of what I expect from Matt Ryan. He played on two sprained ankles like all year. That's true too. So, I mean, I kind of get what you're saying, but I just at this point, Tannehill is still a better quarterback. So, who's he going to throw to? Tannehill. Yeah, I got one fantasy guy that I will save for later. Robert Robert Woods is a good option. They brought in Austin Hooper. I think yeah, I, guess. Oh, I, guess. I think Robert Woods is going to have a renaissance this year. I think so too. My, Austin Hooper has been had he might be the best tight end Tannehill's played with. So, hmm. I think that that's going to be really good for him. Derrick Henry's going to be back. They did it with like Nick Westbrook Akina and company last year. So, I don't see okay. why they couldn't do it again. Uh, moving on to the Texans, uh, notable arrivals, uh, really it's their rookies, cornerback Derek Stingley, guard Kenyon Green, defensive back Jalen Pet- uh, Petra, wide receiver John Messi. I, I didn't look up the phonetic spe- spellings for all these guys, I apologize. Um, wide receiver John Mechie, although he's going to be out for the year, uh, I think he has what, You're leukemia? Well. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, running back Damian Pierce. Notable departure, free safety, Justin Reed. Uh, my big question on the Texans, are they the least interesting team in the AFC? 
in your mind? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was thinking about it, and I was like, well, in the NFC, I think it's the Bears. But in the AFC, like, I'm going through the teams, and, like, I don't know. I, I can find reason to be interested about all the AFC East teams, all the AFC North teams, certainly all the West teams, and it's like, I think it's the Texans. Like, I, I don't know... Next year. <laughs> Just wait <laughs> yeah. for next year. Tank and try and get one of those quarterbacks, and then you're you're building something there, you know? But, yeah, I – okay, so I'm glad we all agree there. Um, so we don't have to spend a lot of time on that. But the Colts, notable arrivals, uh, quarterback Matt Ryan, safety Armani Watts, cornerback Stephon Gilmore, and then rookies wide receiver Alec Pierce and tight end Jelani Woods. Notable departures, corner quarterback Carson Wentz, linebacker Malik Jefferson, and defensive tackle Antoine Woods. We already kind of talked about this, but how different do you think the Colts will be with Matt Ryan versus Carson Wentz? Um, we've already talked about this a little bit. Rosie shared his thoughts. Um, I mentioned how the Colts had this historic rushing um, attack in the red zone because they just didn't feel confident in Carson Wentz and that you know, they ended up trading him one year later after giving up a first round pick for him. Um, I think I feel completely opposite of Rosie. I think they're going to be very different and we're going to get in it. This is kind of a teaser for later, but I think they're the division favorite in the AFC South. And I'd be surprised if another team won the division. You teasing me, you naughty, naughty. <laughs> so that. I don't know. I'm I'm high on the Matt Ryan edition. I think he's going to do wonders for that offense and for that team. So. Too old. Too old. Tom Brady's 45, and you said he was going to be the number three quarterback in the league. Yeah, Tom Brady is way different than Matt Ryan. <laughs> Matt Ryan is not like, how old is he, 36, 37? He's 37. It's pretty old. Russell Wilson's, what, 33, I think? Yeah, Russell yeah. Wilson's 33. I don't know, man. I just think, like, they're they're not going to ask a lot from Matt Ryan. Like, he's got one of the best offensive lines in football. He's got an elite running back. He's got decent weapons, Michael Pittman. He's got a good defense. Like, Well, I think that Phillip Rivers is a good comp for Matt Ryan. He was 38. I, I think Matt Ryan's like. a lot more conservative than Philip Rivers in terms of turning the ball over. He's a lot safer. At the very end of his career, Philip Rivers was pretty conservative too. I think you're going to get that same stat. Yeah, but Philip Rivers never won for protection. So he never, he never really had that. <laughs> Matt Ryan's going to have more protection. I understood that is. reference. <laughs> Dude has a lot of kids. For anybody wondering. Well, okay. We'll talk more about the Colts when we get in the team tiers of Jaguars. Notable arriver, rivals, um, head coach Doug Peterson. Um, rivers. Okay. It was like my first big mess up. Let's cut me some slack. Sorry. Uh, I put this as an arrival running back Travis Etienne because he was out all last season. So it's an addition in a way. Um, wide receiver Christian Cook. Kirk. Golly, now I'm that's in my head. <laughs> Uh, tight end Evan Ingram, and then their main draft picks were defensive end Trayvon Walker, linebacker Devin F- Lloyd, offensive lineman Luke Fortner, and then notable <laughs> departures. Didn't you? <laughs> I almost did. <laughs> uh, departures: linebacker Miles Jack and wide receiver DJ Chark. 
do we take the over on the Jags win total solely because they're going from Urban Meyer to Doug Peterson? What yes. Is it? Um, I don't even know what it is, but I want to take the over. I think it's I'm like looking s- it up. six and a half. They're at six and a half. No, they don't win seven games. I don't think they win seven. They they win six. They they win seven. That's it. Okay, so yeah, push. (laughs) Push. Making the call, we're saying push. They win exactly six and a half games. They do get to play the NFC East. Well, there's four. (laughs) And they're playing the Texans twice. There's six. So then they just need one more from the. I mean, they're. I mean, they're playing the Lions. They're playing the Jets. Nah. Mm, yeah, maybe the Jets. They're gonna tie. <laughs> <laughs> and I could see them splitting with the Titans. And they beat the Colts. I mean, they beat the Colts once a year in the past two years. They first do. game of the season. <laughs> they own the Colts. So, um. I, I'm I'm tempted to take the over on the wins for the Jags just because the stories about the Urban Meyer short tenure are just wild, and they're going to enjoy some some nice stability with Duck Peterson. Um, okay, division matchups we already kind of mentioned it: AFC West and NFC East for this division. Team tiers. We have a new one. We'll mention it when we get to the Jaguars. Um, we'll start with the Colts. Where do we have the Colts fitting in? among our team tiers. So we've got Super Bowl contender, division favorite, division contender, wildcard team, young and unproven, quarterback purgatory, tanking, transition year, little people, big world champs. Um, and, oh, I don't have the Cleveland Brown one. Uh, quarterback is a sexual predator. That's one of them as well. And then we've got a Jags one coming up later. Um, where do we have the Colts among those tiers? I Division contender, I guess. I just can you have two wild card te- can you not have a division contender in the division and just have two wild card teams? Sure. I think they're a wild card. Okay. Uh, by law that makes them a- division contenders. Yeah. If I get two wild card teams, yeah, so division contender. Division contender, okay. And the I already Colts said the Titans are not going to make it into the wild card. Whom? The Colts and the Titans. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So division contender. Yeah. Okay. There's I, only one yeah. team from this division make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, well, I already mentioned it, but I've got division favorite here. Um, I think they're going to do a lot better than Tennessee. Uh, moving on to Tennessee. So do you both have them as division contenders? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I guess I'll put them as division contender as well, just because, I mean, I could see a world where they win the division, but I still like the Colts more. Um, the Texans tanking. Yep. That fits. I think they're just bad. So tanking. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then uh, for the Jacks, I came up with one. Uh, they're just thankful their coaches in Urban Meyer. They're in a division all by themselves. I guess you could yeah. put every NFL team in that division, but we're putting the Jags in there because they know firsthand. Yeah, this 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 year is already a win for Jaguar fans. Yeah. Are Cannot we be completely worse. positive that Doug Peterson doesn't go to strip clubs? 
Yeah. I yeah, I think so. Okay. I think he's like <laughs> I think he's a pretty he's you made pretty me think open. there, of course. I think he's pretty open about his faith. I think he's like a very like strong Christian man and he's like talked a lot about it. I think. Could be wrong, but I think I've 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 seen interviews and stuff like that. Um Austin would be happy. Yeah, Austin is is a little preoccupied at the moment. <laughs> Push! <laughs> Whoa, that's too graphic. Sorry, so sorry. Um, all right, one fantasy guy to watch from each team. Who wants to go first? I'll Maybe? go first with the oh, Colts. Trent? Okay, I'm going to take Pittman. Ooh, I think he's he's going to be a top ten wide receiver this year in fantasy. He was on his way last year. But then um, his quarterback had two sprained ankles. And they didn't really throw the ball. Yeah. So, there's that. I think that's a good call. I think if there's a, you know, there's, wide receiver two with wide receiver one potential, I think it is Pittman. I like that. I agree. Rosie, who's a fancy guy you've got? So I'll just stay with the Colts. I, I do like Alec Pierce, maybe not for this year, but I just want to see if he can step into that number two spot because I really like the talent. I think that that was one of my favorite draft picks um, last year. So be watching out for him. Okay, Alec Pierce. Um, so we've got the Titans and we've got the Colts taken care of. I'll go with the Texans. You know, we said that they're the least interesting team in the AFC. Um, if there's a fantasy guy that is worth having outside of like Brandon cooks. I mean, Damian Pierce, the rookie running back seems to have already taken hold of that starting job. Um, so if you're looking for a, it's not quite on this level, but if you're looking for like a James Robinson type season of a, I mean, James Robinson was what a seventh round draft pick. Damian Pierce, I think was undrafted, a fourth, undrafted. and Damian Pierce was a fourth round. So it's not quite the same, but if you're looking for like a lower draft pick who just rookie season has a crazy year. I mean, James Robinson was RB seven in his rookie season. I think Damian Pierce is primed to be that candidate this year. Not saying it's going to happen, but of the options, I really like, um, you know, the, the reports that have been coming out of Houston's camp uh, with Damian Pierce. So that's, that's on that guy. team too. I, I really like Nico Collins. He was a rookie last year for the Texans. He quietly did pretty well in a couple games, and it's going to be Brandon Cooks and him and nobody else. So I think he's a good receiver, and he could have some value halfway through the season. Hmm. Okay. Since uh, you guys then... got since you guys got honorable mentions, I'm going to give my honorable mention to Christian Kirk. Anybody that signs that big of a contract, there's got to be something behind the scenes we don't know. He's not so, bad. You know, he's not, he's not bad, a bad but... receiver. But he's not a what is it twenty five million dollar a year receiver? No. He's not that. <laughs> but you but know, he might with that be. contract, he's gonna yeah. be he's gonna be the number one option. Yeah, he might be. That's why I'm saying just take, keep an eye out for all Christian Kirk. I have a thing for guys named Kirk. <laughs> I don't think we got the Titans yet. Didn't you say I Alec Pierce? He's on the Colts. Oh, okay. Show us how much I know. Podcast. Something so, like that. I only bring you guys that everybody knows, right? Just if you're like watching a year in the future. So this guy, I think he's a sixth round pick by the Titans. 
Kyle Phillips. I think he's going to be really good, and he's going to do better than Traylon Burks this year and step alongside Robert Woods as the number two guy. He reminds me a lot of Cooper Cup. He's just that tall, lanky white boy that has a little bit of speed and is just great in the slot. So he's been impressing in camp too. Okay. Kyle Phillips. Kyle Phillips. So we got, we got one guy from each team, right? Okay. Betting picks. Who wants to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Okay. I got Colts under nine and a half wins at plus one thirty-five. Oh, son of a gun! I don't think they're going to do it. I think they're an eight nine win team. Playing this, playing in the AFC South, and then playing the NFC East. Yeah, I think they're probably going to split with their division, and I think the NFC East can split with them too. <laughs> yeah, not, okay. nine and a half is heavy, but I I think they still get that. So they were okay. So they have to go nine and eight to miss it. Um, Trent, what's yours? Uh, I got Michael Pittman over six and a half touchdowns. Mm. Uh, this goes with so, my this goes with my I mean kind of just tagging along with my fantasy player watch. I think Michael Pittman's going to take a huge step forward this year, and I can't really think of another end zone or red zone target that Matt Ryan's going to have. He's a big boy. He is a big boy. And mm-hmm. so I think, I think, I think six, I think he's got six and a half by week nine. Okay. I like that. Well, so all of our betting picks are relating to the Colts. So I'll just keep it going. Um, Jonathan Taylor under 13 and a half rushing touchdowns. It's minus 115. That is a lot of touchdowns. And it's not total. It's just rushing. Like I've mentioned a million times on this this very episode, he had a historic usage rate inside the red zone and inside the five. He had 18 rushing touchdowns last year, which is just absolutely absurd. And I think they're going to have a much more balanced attack, especially in the red zone. Uh, Probably feeding into that Michael Pittman over six and a half touchdowns for Trent. So I'm taking under 13 and a half for minus 115. Um, final prediction for division order. Who do we have winning the division? Titans. No, I got the Colts. I got the Colts. Oh, All right. Come on, so we have guys. the Colts winning it. Uh, do we have the Titans coming in second then? I do. I do. Yep. Jags in third? Yep. I've got the Jags. No, actually. I'm going to go oh. with the Houston Texans. I'm going to go to the Texans, too. Gotcha. I'm going with the Jags. Well, I'm going Texas. All right. So, Jags third and Texans fourth. All right. NFC South. Uh, Previous order, you had Tampa Bay winning the division at 13 and four. They are the only playoff team. The Saints came in second at nine and eight. Atlanta at seven and ten. And Carolina at five and twelve. Starting with Tampa Bay, notable arrivals, wide receiver Julio Jones, wide receiver Russell Gage, defensive end Akeem Hicks. And then their draft picks were defensive lineman Logan Hall, offensive lineman Luke Godecki, and running back Rashad White. Uh, Notable departures were defensive tackle Dominican Sue, defensive end Jason Pierre-Paul, and tight end Rob Gronkowski. 
we hit on this at the beginning when we were talking about Tom Brady being ranked third and Rosie's rankings. Do we think they'll be healthy enough to still win the win this division? Yes. Uh, easily. Easily. Yeah, I know they had a problem with the Saints in the past, but okay. Maybe well, that's Sean Payton. My thoughts on that question, I think, tie in with the next team. So let's just go ahead and bring the Saints into this, and then we can talk about it. Uh, the Saints' notable arrivals, wide receiver Jarvis Landry. Put asterisks next to these two, uh, wide receiver Michael Thomas and quarterback Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston played the first game and then got hurt. Michael Thomas didn't play at all last year, so um, they're new compared to last year, basically. Um, new head coach, Dennis Allen, and then their draft picks, wide receiver Chris Olave. Offensive tackle, Trevor Penning, and cornerback, Alante Taylor. Notable departures, uh, linebacker, Quan Alexander, uh, Alexander, head coach, Sean Payton, and offensive tackle, Teron Armstead. Uh, so my question here was, will the new look Saints win the division? And I'm going to say, yes, they will. Um, I think the Saints are winning this division over Tampa Bay. I think the injuries to the offensive line for Tampa Bay, the injuries with the wide receivers, losing a guy like Gronk. And I mean, I'm not just going to say Tom Brady's falling off a cliff because you don't ever want to be the guy saying that. But I just think there's a lot of things going on in Tampa Bay. And I like the off season the saints have had. And like you mentioned, Rosie, the saints, Tom Brady has never beaten the saints in the regular season, beat him once in the playoffs. I mean, uh, correction. He's never beaten the saints since he's been in Tampa. Let me clarify that. Um, in the regular season. So they're four and against him in his, in his Tampa Bay era. Um, so yeah, I'm, I think the saints win the division. Um, I think Tampa is still a playoff team. We'll get into that with team tiers, but I'm I am taking the Saints to win this division. I don't think there's any way, just because they did lose Toronto Armstead and he was the linchpin of that offensive line. So you're gonna see a worse offensive line, just like oh, Tampa they, Bay. Dra- they drafted Trevor Penning. He has not been doing well in camp, and to rely on a rookie, he's a tackle, right? Mm-hmm. It's just probably not going to be a good thing. Yeah, but I mean, you're going from, I mean, you're getting, I mean, you're theoretically, you're getting Jameis back. Yeah, I don't want Jameis playing against, Okay. behind like, (laughs) I need Jameis to play against a really good offensive line. I, he, he's too sporadic to be doing anything himself when he's under pressure. Yeah, but last year they had like, I mean, I'm drawing a blank. The. Uh, Taysom Hill. They had Taysom Hill playing quarterback for them last year. And they didn't have like any weapons. They had like Marquez Callaway. And now they're going to have, I mean, we'll, I'll believe it when I see it, but they're going to have Michael Thomas back. They drafted Chris Olave. They're going to have Alvin Kamara. Like, I don't know, man. I, I think the Saints are going to be a much better team than they were last year, just from injury luck. They got better weapons for sure. I just don't know that. I just think that you need Jameis to be conservative, like Taysom Hill was, and like he had LASIK surgery. He can see the defenders now. He'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think we're in for another thirty for thirty season. I mean, I would, I would very much enjoy that as well. So I'm. Oh, I would too. <laughs> I'm happy. Which I, if if Jameis is comeback player of the year, or if he has another thirty for thirty, I'm I'm gonna sixty be for sixty. Pretty. Oh my gosh. 
Um, which I did. I, I actually, I, I did take a parlay this week. Um, and it was the saints to win the division, the Vikings to win the division and the Ravens to win the division. And I parlayed those together for plus 33 over 3,300. So I bet a dollar to win $33 and 56 cents. It's not enough. I could see all three of those results happening. I'm not saying they're going to, but I could see all three of those things happening. Especially those no Vikings, comment. right, Trent? Well, yeah. That, yeah. The Vikings are a lock, but the other two are questionable to me. Okay. Well, uh, the Panthers. Arrivals, quarterback Baker Mayfield, safety Xavier Woods, and then their draft picks, tackle Iki Ikwanwu. I think I said that Iki Ikwanu. Right? Well, there's a W. Is the W silent? There's yep. two Ws. Okay. Uh, and then quarterback Matt Corral, and then their departures, right. cornerback uh, AJ Bouye, and cornerback Stephon Gilmore. Will Baker Mayfield return to pre-injury form in Carolina? I see the Panthers. I can see the Panthers getting to the playoffs more than I can see the Saints winning this division. I agree. Ooh. Ooh. I, what What has Matt Rule shown you in his NFL career that would lead you to believe so? He can build a good defense. That's just a fact. He's had he had a really good defense last year. That I mean, you look at this team three years ago, that defense was just a train wreck, like 32nd in the league. And now you're getting J.C. Horn back, who's going to be pretty good. And I don't know. He's had – Rule has had really bad quarterbacks, and I think Baker can turn that around. He's, they're going to go from really bad quarterbacks to just bad quarterbacks. And I, I think that's all that matters. I you think, think Baker is going to be bad. Yeah. Okay. That's not going to be good. He'll be fine. Fine. I'll use the word fine. He'll be fine. Yeah. He'll be good enough. Baker in my rankings. What, what do you consider? Oh, no. What do you consider bad? Because I think I, I could see a world where Baker's top 20. Is that considered yeah, bad? Yeah. And that's fine. Fine. Okay. Fine sounds better than bad. I, I, I'll, I'll, I will agree with you there. Okay. Um, the Falcons. Arrivals, quarterback Marcus Mariota, and then their draft picks were wide receiver Drake London, Edge, Arnold, Ebiketti. Nice, thank you. Uh, linebacker Troy Anderson. Anderson. <laughs> uh, quarterback Desmond Ritter, and running back Tyler Algier, and then their notable departures, wide receiver Russell Gage, quarterback Matt Ryan, and linebacker Dante Fowler. My question is, do you think we'll see Desmond Ritter at all this season? Or is it just going to be the Marcus Mariota show? I hope it's just Marcus Mariota. I just drafted him in the league, and I'm going to need him. But no, I think Desmond Ritter is going to play. I don't. I think it's going to be Mariota all year. Ooh, He's looked pretty good so? in the preseason, yeah. I think. I, I think that Desmond Ritter is going to be a really good quarterback in this league, but I think that Mariota has earned a shot just, just to get to, just to see what happens. Like this Falcon seems not very good. 
No, they're not. So I, I think that I don't know. I if I was a coach, I'd give Mariota a whole year, let Ritter learn all he can, and just see what happens next year. I'm kind of excited to watch this offense. I kind of just because Drake London's super big, Kyle Pitts is super big, Brian Edwards is super big. I'm just excited. Mariota just throw it up to them. You see that 50-yard catch he had on, like, second play of the game in their last preseason game? He could single-handedly I mean, win games for them. <laughs> the dude's a monster. He's 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 crazy, man. Um, I think that we – I think Desmond Ritter will start a game. I mean, they have a late bye this year, but I think he'll start a game before their bye, which is week 14. So I think in the first 13 weeks of the season, I think you see Desmond Ritter. But I don't think in the first like six weeks you're going to see him. I think at least the first right. six weeks are going to be Mariota. Let but. me look up their schedule really quick because if they start off like with a horrible schedule, then I don't know. Well, so might. while you're looking that up, so the division matchups that the NFC South has is oh wait, did I hold on? I got this wrong. Um, who's it going to be? I have. I have the NFC South division matchup as the NFC South, so that doesn't sound right to me. I mean, I guess it I is they true. Do play each other. They do play each other, though. Twice, some would say. Um, let's see. Who are they playing? They're playing the NFC West. and Okay, they're playing the NFC West and the AFC North. Are there two division matchups? So, I mean, that, so that's, they that's play... some tough competition. Week one, they play Saints, Rams, Seahawks, Browns, Buccaneers. You're probably going to see Mariota till the bye week. First 13 weeks, you think? Yeah, and then after that, they make a switch. Because that's, that's typically when you see a rookie quarterback jump in, is after the bye week. See, that's usually the case, but usually it's when your bye week is like week eight or nine. Like I just don't know if they're going to play... 13 of their 17 games. You know what I mean? I mean, that's it's a good chunk. But, um, all right. So we already mentioned the division matchups. Team tiers. Uh, where do y'all have Tampa Bay? Super Bowl. Super Bowl contender? Yep. Trent? Division favorite. Okay. And I've got him as division contender. Um, where do you have the Saints? Wild card. Wild card. At best. At best. Yeah. I, I I don't think they get it, but at best, wild card. I'm gonna look it up. They're, okay, so I've got they're probably in the category of just thankful their coach is Nurban Meyer. Or QB Purgatory. <laughs> yeah, QB Purgatory would be a good one for them as well. So the Saints went over under and wins is seven and a half. They're gonna win seven. <laughs> you don't think they could at least go eight and nine? I mean, seven I think and a half. I feel like that's really low. Doesn't it feel low? Yeah, I'd probably bet eight or nine. Vegas knows more than we do. Sometimes. They always do. I've won bets from time to time, so not all the time. That's just to that's make true. you bet more. <laughs> they got you. Yeah, I won my prize picks bet tonight. Did you? So that's exciting. Yeah. Nice. Um, okay, so I so y'all have them as wild card team. I've got them as division contender. Um, Panthers. I've just got them in 
I don't even know where to put them. I mean, transition year, QB purgatory. I'll go with QB purgatory. That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't just because we haven't seen Baker yet. I'd say young and unproven. See, but they're not really young. Like this some, is, like I would say unproven. Because their young, their young piece comes from Matt Rule, because this this is what his third year in the league, fourth, yeah, third, I think third. They got a pretty young team. Yeah, uh, they just I think... drafted their offensive lineman. I said that their defense has been rebuilt in the last three years, so I think I think they're pretty young. I mean, yeah, Matt Matt Rule's a good coach. Well, he was a great college coach. I yes. think he, I still think he's a good coach, but I don't like Rosie said he hasn't had a quarterback. So I think they're unproven. I could, s- you see, here's the thing. If I, if I say, yeah, they're a wild card team, then that means that they take a wild card spot away from the North and the West. And I don't see that happening. I think the wild card spots are coming from the North and the West in the NFC. I would so I would agree with you there. I'm 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 going to stick with Young and Unproven. Actually, I I could see two playoff teams from this division, but again, I'm higher on the Saints than y'all are. Um, okay. Uh, so Young and Unproven quarterback purgatory is kind of what we're feeling there. Falcons, are we just going to say what tanking? Yep. I'm going transition year. I think. Yeah, it's, I guess uh, that's true. They did draft yeah. Desmond Ritter. It, yeah, and it's a really. They're going to draft another quarterback next year. I, I, I guarantee it. I'll take that bet. I think they like Desmond Ritter. I think they like what they see. Well, okay, he can I'll still take, be on the team though. Yeah, I don't know. It'll depend on where they end up in the draft. Mm-hmm. Like if they're like top, if they're like top three or something, then yeah, they're probably going to take who is it, Bryce Young or. CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud. They have a shot at one of those, but I don't think they're going to like, if they're like the eighth pick in the draft, they're going to trade all the way up to take one of those guys. I don't think. Yeah, no. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I'm right there too. But I I think it's kind of the easy answer transition year because any time you get rid of a quarterback that's been your quarterback for 10 plus years, I would consider that a transition year just to kind of see what what you have. Mm -hmm. And then next year, next year, you can either. A tank or B QB purgatory or C figure it out. I don't know. Young and unproven. Figure it out. Yeah. Figure it out. Uh, one fancy guy to watch from each team. Uh, so here I'll go first. I literally just said the whole team on the Saints, like because I'm really curious what kind of Alvin Kamara season you're gonna get. I'm curious what kind of Jameis season you're gonna get. Is Michael Thomas going to return? I mean, if he's healthy, is he back to the Michael Thomas who was dominating fantasy beforehand? We don't know. So I'm curious. I mean, th- these are th- these aren't things that are going to happen. It's things that are like it's fantasy players to watch. Like, I'm curious what's going to happen. And then, of course, their rookie, Chris Olave. Like, there, I think there's a lot of intrigue on that offense, and I'm kind of intrigued by all of it. So that's my pick. I'm going to be watching Michael Thomas to fail. I, I think you saw... <laughs> uh, like midway through the summer people were hyping him up michael thomas is gonna be a top 24 receiver easily oh he could get back to where he was 
He's already hurt again. You don't see these guys return from two years of being on the bench and injured. You just don't see it. I mean, but players coming back from injuries are more common now than they used to be. Would you say that? When you take, yeah, I mean, he can come back. I just don't think that he's going to return to any kind of form. So I know he's, I know he's dealing with what, like a, like a hamstring now or something, but all the reports in camp though, have been that he's looked awesome. And I think it's because we're two years removed from it. We forget like how insane this guy was both in football and in fantasy. Like his rookie season, he was wide receiver seven. These are all PPR. Second season, wide receiver five. Third season, wide receiver six. 2019, his fourth season, his last healthy season, he was the number one wide receiver. Standard and PPR. Slant boy. With Drew Brees. Yep. You no, got to put that in there. Yes, with Drew Brees. But I'm just saying, like, he's talented. Like, yeah, slant boy or whatever, but he's he's a big body who catches everything thrown his way. And like, he's a good, he's a, he's a decent route runner. Like he's six, three, 212 pounds. Like in there's fantasy, a world. I wouldn't bother drafting him. I, I really, Oh, I completely disagree. You want to bother drafting him at all? No, not there. There's definitely a price, but it's towards the end of guys like Elijah Moore. I'd rather have. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, Elijah Moore could be a, is pretty likely to be a top 24 guy this year. There's definitely risk with Michael Thomas, but Michael Thomas is a guy that you could get like in a redraft. You could get him in what, like the eighth round and he could very likely, I mean, there's a world where he's a top 15, top 20 wide receiver. I I don't see it happening. I don't know. So, but anyways, I'm intrigued with all the saints. Um, Who wants to go next? Um, man, I just, it's hard to point out anybody because either they're really obvious or they're worthless. I, I guess I'll go with Chris Godwin. He's worthless. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I think if he's healthy and I think he is, he's easily top five receiver. Yeah, I agree. He is yeah, I agree. probably the most slept on receiver in the league. Cause he doesn't like make all the like great plays and he's been in a crowded wide receiving room with Antonio Brown and Mike Evans. He's been the best out of them. And so to me, he's one of the best in the league and very young still. All right. I'll do his counterpart then Mike Evans. He's consistently been a top 15 quarter run wide receiver. I'll get there eventually. Um, even on even in seasons he's been hurt, and he still finished top fifteen. So I think he's a, he's going to be with especially without uh, Gronk this year. They're going to have great. He's going to have great red zone targets, high number of red zone targets. Words are getting hard. I'm getting tired. <laughs> but, it's late. Yeah, What's I'm the gonna, stat on him? He has like seven consecutive years with a thousand yards. Yeah, something like that, and I, I, he's just consi- consistently above average. 
Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say consistently great, but consistently above average. Every single year he's been in the league, he's gotten a thousand receiving yards. It's eight consecutive seasons. I don't think anybody's ever done that. It's nuts, man. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, yeah, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, those are good ones. Real quick, Panthers. I just, you know, I mean, you could say McCaffrey if he's going. Just you're curious if he's going to be healthy, but I'm I'm most curious in what Baker's going to look like. Um, and then for the Falcons, DJ Moore could be incredible. Yeah, DJ Moore. And then for the Falcons, just their rookie Drake London, first wide receiver taken. Tyler Algier here too, maybe. Yeah. No, you absolutely just, could. Just to see, just to see what he does. You yeah. never know. He definitely has some breakout um, potential. Uh, betting picks. Let's go through these real quick. Um, I'll go first. Mine is Baker Mayfield under 13 and a half interceptions. Uh, well, last year he threw 13. The year before he threw eight. The year before that he threw 21. In his rookie year, he threw 14. Mm-hmm. So... Cutting it close, I think. It's cutting it close, but I'm just... That's Vegas, baby. There's going to be a lot of... If McCaffrey's healthy, there's going to be a lot of dump-offs to McCaffrey, and those are not high-risk interception throws. You know what I mean? So I just think it's... I could see it. I, it's, He's going to chuck risky. it down the field. <laughs> it's Baker. It's not Jameis. You know what I mean? Like It's basically Jameis. <laughs> So, yeah, that's mine. Baker under 13 and a half interceptions. Rosie, what's yours? Well, this is to go along with my Super Bowl pick that I said for the Bills. Uh, I think the Bills and the Bucks are going to get to the Super Bowl. So, Bucks, Bills, each over 11 and a half regular season wins at plus 220. Mm. I feel like that's kind of a lock unless somebody gets hurt. I mean, everyone's already been getting hurt for Tampa. <laughs> I mean, quarterback. And Tom Brady disappeared for like two weeks to go on the mask singer or wherever he went. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so Bills and Bucks. Play some COD. (laughs) He's not Kyler Murray. Come on, calm down. Uh, Trent, what's yours? I'm going to go out to Raleigh. Or where are they? Are they in Raleigh? Raleigh, yeah. Are we sure? I think so. I'm going to look it up. Keep talking. Are they in Raleigh or Charlotte? Uh, we need Jack on the podcast. Jackson. Uh, they're in Don't Charlotte. They practice yeah. in Raleigh. They're in Charlotte. The Carolina Hurricanes are in Raleigh. Okay, I'm going to the Carolina Panthers, North South North Carolina. Yes. I need. I need to go to bed, man. I'm telling you, this is not going <laughs> to end well. Um, I got DJ Moore. Over 1,099 receiving yards. And Christian McCaffrey over 995 rushing yards. 999.5 rushing yards. And those odds are plus 320. Together? Together, yes. So DJ Moore has to get 1,100 receiving yards, and Christian McCaffrey has to get 1,000 rushing yards. And I don't think that's that hard to do only thing that comes down to is health for McCaffrey I think for sure for sure that's the only like question mark 
But other than that, I yeah, I like that. Um, so okay, so those are our betting picks. Uh, finally, the final prediction for the division order: Who do we have winning it? Falcons. Falcons. <laughs> oh my god! All right, seriously, come on, we got some credibility here. Tampa. I'm still gonna go with the Bucks too. All right, I'll go with Saints. So we're going with Bucks. Second place. Hmm. <laughs> what do you think of Saints? Carolina. Oh my gosh. Charlotteville. Your quarterback's going to go from really bad to bad. Yeah, they're going second <laughs> place in this division. Let's go yes. Panthers. I'm going Panthers as well. All right. Well, so Saints at third? Uh, Yeah, sure. You'd think. <laughs> I'm going with Saints. It's a crazy place out there in the NFL. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Falcons. Rosie? Yeah, I got to go with the Saints. I'm sorry, okay. Trent. And then That's Falcons okay. last. So to recap, in the AFC South, we had the Colts, the Titans, Jacksonville, and the Texans. And then in the NFC South, we have Tampa Bay, Carolina, New Orleans, Atlanta um and those that's it guys that's our that's our NFL preview pods uh we went through these are two really boring divisions yeah that's why we saved them for the end (laughs) so yeah we got all the we got all the fun ones out but there's still some intrigue with these teams um next week if we can try and get Austin away from you know a newborn we'll talk about college football but We'll, we'll see if we can do that. Um, I do want to mention. An, oh, go ahead. We got an update from Austin. They're in the delivery room. She is giving birth as we speak. Awesome. Send a prayer. You got Send a prayer. Baby. Think Send about her. Especially if you've seen uh, um, Stop. House of the Dragon. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Austin, Austin's going to have an heir to his throne. It's a boy. By the time you guys hear this, he is having a, a male. So he is having an heir. Yes. Um, so Alex couldn't be on the podcast, but he still filled out a making the parlay for this week. So he sent it to me. Um, so I'm going to read through that. So his parlay is uh, you go to the Premier League. You have He has uh, Brentford to beat Everton at home. And then going to college football, he has North Texas beating UTEP and the under at 54 points in that game. And then he has Vanderbilt to cover an eight-point spread at Hawaii. Um, he has some explanations here. So let's see. Brentford's going to be at home. Uh, Everton struggled out of the gate uh, with North Texas and UTEP. North Texas beat UTEP last year, 20-17. Their defense gave them a lot of trouble. And it's mostly the team is mostly returning for North Texas. Uh, for Vanderbilt at Hawaii... Uh, he says that Vanderbilt is the best. This is the best team Vanderbilt has had in a while. Hawaii only has five returning players from last year's team. Ride the trend. SEC teams are seven and one versus Hawaii in the last 20 years, three and one on the Island. Best week to travel to Hawaii is opening week logistics wise. Uh, so he's got (laughs) Vanderbilt covering that eight point. He did. He, he sent notes. I respect it a lot. (laughs) Sorry. So continue. It's a thing. <laughs> Can you cut that out? What do you say? 
just mark the time. What Cut the heck? Out. <laughs> Clip it. Send it to Austin. All right, I'm. I'll cut this out. One, okay, here we go. Um, all right. Well, this podcast has been long enough. So that's so that is Alex's making the parlay. Um, if you recap. want my full uh, fantasy list, oh, then mow me I like twenty bucks. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, so again, it was Brentford to beat Everton, North Texas to beat UTEP, and under fifty-four points in that game, and then Vanderbilt to win uh, by at least eight points against Hawaii. That is Alex is making the parlay. We'll treat, we'll tweet that out as well. The dad joke this week, uh, Trent left. So it's just Rosie listening to this. So Rosie, you're the lucky winner. Uh, why can't the silence the... ready for you? Awesome. Why can't the sailor learn the alphabet? Why is that Andrew? Because he kept getting lost at sea. That was bad. I hated it. Oh, Trent, you're back. Welcome back. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a dad joke this week. Unless anyone else has any other ones, uh, what's orange and sounds like a parrot? A carrot. That was pretty good. I like that one. <laughs> All right, that's gonna do it for the podcast. Um, yeah, we will. We'll be back next week. Talk about college football. Hopefully, that's the plan. And then, guys, next week NFL is back. Let's we'll go. Just be talking about week one um, matchups we like and you know, making some picks and everything. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have, we have, we have some surprise coverage coming up uh, with making the call for the NFL season. So we're going to be unveiling that in the coming weeks. Hope everyone uh, has a fantastic Friday, a great weekend. Um, Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for tuning in on Twitch. If you did, Uh, it was a historic night on, uh, on the Twitch here at making the call. So I hope you tuned in to see that. Uh, Like I said, I hope everyone has a great week and we will see you next time.